This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Taking a look at the issues surrounding the health and well-being of our LGBTIQ communities, this is Well, 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 brought to you every week by Thorn Harbour Health. You're listening to Well, 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 Jacinta, aren't you? Uh, here on, on Joy 94.9, brought to you each and every week by Thorn Harbour Health, here on Well, 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 <laughs> we look into the issues impacting and surrounding the health and well-being of our gender, sex and sexually diverse communities. Uh, my name's Jack, I'm here with Jacinta. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. I, I realised that we didn't have that intro written down, so I had to memorise it and pull it out of the back of my brain. And it's somewhere in there. It was kicking yeah, around. It, it came out. Oh, goodness. Um... We've got a bit of a big episode today, don't we, Jacinta? We have a massive episode. I mean, certainly on Radiothon, um, but before we get into what this show is going to be, um, Radiothon is, I, re- I think, a really big focus of what's going on at Joy at the moment. Um, running all the way through to April 8th, we'd love for you to support the show, our station, and our rainbow communities. We're hoping to raise $800 each episode for Radiothon from your donations, subscriptions, and memberships. So if you're keen to support Joy, head to joy.org.au or call 1300-JOY-949. That's 1300-569-949. During this show, before 10 a.m., if you start or renew your membership or donate over $40, you'll go into the draw to receive a key to Unbolt the Vault, which contains over $30,000 in prizes. Again, to keep Rainbow Communities on air while supporting Well, 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 head to joy.org.au or call 1300-JOY-949 during our show uh, tonight between 9 and 10 p.m. Um, look, between 9 and 10 p.m., what do we got coming up? Yeah, well, today is also Trans Day of Visibility, March 31st. Coming up next, we'll be speaking with Bowie Stover and Zay Cantors from Non-Gendered Fitness which is a 100% gender diverse owned and operated queer and trans friendly virtual gym. So we'll be talking about the importance of trans visibility in fitness and gyms and being active in general. Well, that's coming up this week on Well, Well, Well. You're getting Well, Well, Well with the team from Thorn Harbour Health. That's right. You are here on Well, 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 Jack and Jacinta uh, in the Victorian Pride Centre studios. We're now joined uh, on the phone uh, by Bowie Stover and Zay Cantors uh, from Non-Gendered Fitness um, on our Radiothon episode. But it it is also a trans day of visibility, Jacinta, isn't it? It sure is. And it's a very important day. And we're very excited to have Bowie and Zay joining us to talk about non-gendered fitness. Welcome to Well, Well, Well. Hi, thanks for having us. You're very yeah. welcome. Um, so, first of all, can you tell us about what non-gendered fitness is? Yeah. Uh, so, non-gendered fitness, we are a fitness, nutrition and mindset coaching business. We run online training and support for the trans and gender diverse community here in Melbourne, around Australia and also around the world. Awesome. And how did it all start? started back in 2016 we um, decided well I, I was I moved to Melbourne and I had a, a, a road trip with Zay to get here and we spoke about starting a business and I was a personal trainer and we thought that it'd be a great idea to come to Melbourne and start a, a personal training business I had previously had one and thinking of who we could support or how we could support our community and being that we're both queer we thought that you know being able to establish ourselves as 
a, a business that supported the queer community, particularly the trans and gender diverse community, was something that we hadn't seen before and we thought would just be a really great opportunity to kind of give back and be uh, just a great support for people who might need training because it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't something we'd seen in bed. Um, you said earlier that you had a background in personal training. How did you start uh, that involvement, I guess, with sport and fitness? Yes, I became a trainer in 2013, a while ago now. Um, I lived up in regional Queensland at the time. Um, I played roller derby and one of my teammates was a Russian-style kettlebell coach and um, got me into kettlebells and told me they thought I'd make a great coach, so I went, okay, and <laughs> just went out and got certified um, and have just worked since then. I didn't realize at the time... Uh, as I was becoming a trainer, that I was also um, doing my own physical transition. I didn't have the language at the time to express my gender identity. Uh, I'd always felt not quite right in my body, but never had the language to understand that. But through training, I was able to develop my body in a way that really helped me feel good about myself and kind of more aligned with who I thought I was. And it wasn't until I moved to Melbourne that I kind of found the language to express that I was non-binary and kind of those two things connected. And I was like, oh, okay, so this this all makes sense now. Uh, and um, So, yeah, from, from early on, I, I found, yeah, training to be a really great support for me in coming to understand my body, myself, and, and who I really wanted to show up as in the world. Yeah, and what about yourself, Say? How did you get involved in fitness? Well, my story isn't as exciting as those. <laughs> um, actually, Bowie got me into it. Um, the fitness industry was never an industry that I thought was my my thing, really. Um, so I was always a skateboarder, snowboarder growing up, and I had issues with um, drinking. I had an alcohol addiction problem and um, got myself into a place where I wasn't yeah, pretty depressed and not in a good place at all. And um, I decided to change my life at some stage, and that was a big, a big journey. But um, improving my body and make, being healthy was one of those things that um, was on my list of things that I wanted to do to improve myself. And um, yeah, I tried a lot of things. I tried, you know, walking. I went running. I did all this stuff to to get better, and you know quit drinking alcohol, started eating better food, um, just all on my own. And then when I met Bowie, they introduced me to strength training and that just completely changed my life and was, was really, really um, instrumental to me just feeling good about myself and my body and that got me into um, becoming a nutrition coach. So that's now what I do in non-gendered fitness. Awesome. Um, I mean, I guess around that... You mentioned earlier, Zay, I believe, that you were based out of regional Queensland. Um, were there any trans people or non-binary people um, that were visible in, in sport or, or fitness or well-being broadly that um, maybe had crossed your radar? Actually, to, to, to either of you, that, that crossed your radar before um, getting started with non-gendered fitness here in Melbourne? Mm. Yeah, that was me from regional Queensland, not they. They was fortunate enough to not have been yeah. born oh. in the depths of Queensland. Yeah, yeah. I hit, I hit the jackpot, basically, Melbourne. 
Um, but prior to any sort of, like, I, I grew up playing sports, but I'd never seen any representation mm. in sports, in fitness, in training that really aligned with who I thought I was or with, with my community at all. It was, it's only in recent years that I've started to like really see the visibility of, of people who are in sports and people who are trainers or using training to help shape their bodies that it's really kind of come about. But prior to starting our business, I'd never seen any sort of representation like that. I mean, and that's, that's coming from regional Queensland. So, you know, it's not really saying a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you were talking about roller derby back in Queensland. Were, was there any trans or gender diverse representation when you were involved in roller derby up there or was it not really on your radar yet? Sure. Uh, no, there wasn't a lot of representation up where I was from. Um, a lot of queer people in roller derby, um, absolutely, and even in the region where I was, definitely a lot of like lesbians and a lot of bisexual people, but there was no people that I knew of at the time openly living um, and expressing being trans or gender diverse. Um, but I do definitely think that that was, uh, had a lot to do with the region that I came from and the fact that it wasn't really an open place for people to identify in that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's something that we hear a lot from the, those kinds of regions. Um, what about yourself, say? Were you down in Melbourne when you were first getting into fitness and like the skateboarding? Yeah, so I grew up in Melbourne and back then there was um, even less, I mean, it was just less representation of uh, females in the sport, so skateboarding. And so even like for me going to skate parks, I felt um, really excluded. I didn't feel like I belonged there. And so most of my skateboarding happened in my backyard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and also, yeah, not a lot of representation that I was aware of, um, especially growing up, just of trans and gender diverse people, just in general around, um, yeah, only uh, only until I was in my mid-20s did I meet someone who identified as non-binary that, um, yeah, changed my life. Yeah, yeah. I bet that was um, quite a... A revelation I guess was it something that um, you were immediately drawn to or no no um, sadly I think I had internalized my own um, well I had suppressed my own uh, gender identity yeah um, from when I was a child so it was something that I had never even thought about um, I thought a lot about in my younger years, but because I suppressed it during one, I guess, one incident, I never really thought about it again. And when someone came out to me as non-binary, I, um, I was, you know, to them accepting of and going, oh, okay, that's really interesting. This is something that's new, that's different for me. Not once did I think that it was for me or I'm like, oh, that's me. It was, yeah. there was a part of me that was kind of like, oh, that's not fair. Like, how can someone do that? I had to even though I wasn't consciously going, I had to suppress this within myself, I, um, yeah, it was it was also hard for me to hear and, and hard for me to believe that that was a thing. Yeah, and it was only until Bowie and I were having conversations about it years and years later and they were sharing with me how they were feeling and I was just like, oh, my goodness, like, this is, you know, this is what that person was talking to me about. Bowie and Zay, are you only based online? How does that work? Does it make it more accessible? 
Yes. So we are um, 100% online and we decided to make it that way because um, we, you know, through working with the community, we discovered that a lot of people don't feel comfortable going to gyms, especially trans and gender diverse people don't feel comfortable in really highly gendered gym spaces with personal trainers who may not, you know, understand their needs, with gender change rooms, and that, you know, they would feel safer just training from the safety and comfort of their own homes. And we know that, you know, even though we are based in Melbourne, like, there are trans and gender diverse people and queer people all around the world who need this service, especially in countries that aren't so as accepting as Melbourne is or in regional areas where there's just even less support. So we wanted to make sure that we were as, or we are as accessible as possible. And that's why we chose to do, um, yeah, to be online. Right. Um, I guess what sort of, have you found that there have been any challenges, I suppose, in, in running that space virtually as opposed to, um, I mean, when you think about a fitness program, right, maybe a physical gym might be one of the places that your mind goes to first. Um, I guess, how have you worked with people that, um, again, from really all over Melbourne, Victoria, Australia, um, that might not necessarily have a background or much idea around how to get started um, with that, their fitness journey or their health, uh, health and well-being journey? That's a great question. It's We've found it to be actually quite easy because we work with each person just with where they're at. We have a lot of conversations. We, we learn about what they're wanting, what they have access to because a lot of people have some sort of training equipment at their home. But then even if they don't, like there's this traditional perception that training involves weights and mm. it involves a gym space and it involves all of these like ticking of boxes. When in reality, there's so many ways that we can move our bodies in ways that benefit us that don't require any sort of prior knowledge, that don't require equipment, that doesn't require you to actually be able to do more than what you're physically capable of because all of our bodies work uniquely and differently based on our experiences, how we've grown and injuries and all those sorts of things. So just by learning about the clients that we work with, we've been able to get such a good understanding that we can support their needs without really any more difficulty than I would have had working with someone face-to-face and because we use video and um, like Zoom sessions for a lot of what we do, we still get that opportunity to I, I see how they move and I can support you know any sort of re- like need for correction of form or just seeing with where they're at and what limitations they have and how we can work to develop around those things. Right. Um, I guess, why do you think that community and, and um, that support is important um, for fitness and sport? And, and I guess vice versa, how does um, that focus on fitness and, and health and well-being help um, our uh, non-binary, non-gendered, um, trans and gender diverse communities? Just by giving people the opportunity to access this stuff is like so important, especially because a lot of these spaces and a lot of fitness gyms and um, you know sports and that sort of environment, they don't necessarily invite people from our community into them to start with, and there's that preconceived idea of you know having to look a certain way or be able to do a certain thing, and then there's the gendering that goes on top of all of these spaces, regardless of whether it's the gym or whether it's playing a sport or whatever. So. 
we already, people from the community already step into these spaces kind of at a disadvantage and feeling like they need to ask permission as opposed to having that open invitation that other people might feel that, you know, they just are entitled to have. Mm. So having having the opportunity to create a space like this or, you know, give people a chance to be able to see that they can do these things, that they do have the ability to move in these ways, that there's not actually anything wrong with them, regardless of what they may have heard or been told or because of their experience with their gender identities or their bodies, that they are perfectly valid and whole in their experience and they can do all of the things that they may have been told they can't do. And, yeah, we think that just being able to offer that and create that space when we've seen so much of the opposite out there where it just seems so limiting for so many people to even access these spaces. I've had people come to me and say, I want to train at home for a while so I can look fit because then I want to try and go to a gym. And it's like, that's the most problematic thing I've ever heard because if people mm -hmm. think they've got to look a certain way before they can even step into a training space to develop their bodies in a way that looks how they want, like that right there says so much about what's wrong with, with so much of the, the fitness industry as a whole. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really powerful message is that people are perfect the way they are. And of course, everyone has different um, goals and different motivations. But yeah, it's it's crazy that that kind of stigma and that expectation that can really weigh down on people um, in many different ways. Um, what absolutely. changes do you hope will continue to happen for trans people in fitness and getting active? What do you hope you can see more of? I think the opportunity for people to step into these spaces and be welcomed. There's there's a lot of work I've done with just educating people in sports and in health about how to actually be open to allowing people to be themselves in this, in these spaces because it's such a barrier and hopefully the the more that there is visible people in in fitness industry the more the, who are transgender diverse and in sports and just in general in the community the more these conversations can happen the more that people will be open to perhaps looking at their own personal bias when it comes to people's gender expression and see how that is influencing the spaces that they're in and in turn that would allow them to be able to make changes that are actually not just positive for more people who are trans or gender diverse but people in general who don't necessarily fit those kind of standard social stereotypes of you know what is perceived as even you know manly or womanly because there's, there's so many stereotypes out there that don't fit a lot of people even outside of our community. So I think by making positive changes that are inclusive for trans and gender diverse people, it actually makes spaces more inclusive for people living all sorts of gender identities and experiences. And um, I love that. And I also think that um, like for me in my, in my hopes for the future is um, definitely like so that non-gendered fitness can reach more people and so more people around the world and in areas that, that need it are able to access um, fitness and health services from wherever they are. And um, I'm also really inspired by say like the Climbing QTs who is like a climbing, a, a queer climbing uh, club here in Melbourne and around Australia as well and they work with climbing gyms to make them more 
accessible, to make them um, more welcoming and an understanding of queer and trans and gender diverse um, issues and needs and how they can completely transform their space to, um, to create a safe space for our community. And I look at that and I go, oh, wouldn't it be so cool if we could do that for gyms? Because wouldn't it be great if every single gym was open and accepting and understanding and knowledgeable about, you know, what it, like how to work respectfully with the queer community and with trans and gender diverse people um, and all of that. So, yeah, and that I believe is, you know, is going to be a really, really long journey um, and I think will be a complete overhaul, a complete rethinking of what the fitness industry is about and how it looks at people and how it, you know, how it works um, because it's very gendered. Um, it's based on, like, so much of the fitness industry is just very gendered and um, based off gender stereotypes. And, you know, our tagline is, you know, fitness has no gender because, yes, you know, gender is a thing. People have it, but fitness is, you know, it doesn't have to include that. I guess um, if people are curious about getting involved in non-gendered fitness or taking the first steps to being involved in their local gym or, or sports club, um, where, where would you recommend they start? Um, if anyone's interested in starting online fitness with non-gendered fitness, then we have a free 14-day trial that you can go to our website and sign up for. And basically, you just um, you just sign up, um, give it a go. There'll be a few training sessions there for you to do, and you know, teach you how to use the app, which is how we run our um, run our training through. And we'll be getting in touch with you um, to, yeah jump on a phone call, ask some questions, and we'll be there to help you out with anything that you need. Cool. And there's no, um, you know, you don't have to sign up if it's not for you because it's not for everyone. Mm. If it's not for you, then that's totally fine. But if you absolutely love it, um, then, yeah, then we'd love to have you and love to support you. Fantastic. Jacinta, was there anything that I, I've skipped over that you wanted to touch on? I just wanted to ask before we let you both go, what does Trans Day of Visibility mean to the both of you? Mm, good question. I think it's a really important day because it really allows the trans and universe community to kind of, I guess, step into the spotlight in a way where people do take a moment and think about our community and the experiences that we have. And maybe it even gives them the opportunity to see things differently or meet someone who's transgender diverse for the first time and that can change their perspective. So I think it's a day where people can actually learn more about us and help better support what we do and we do that through yeah, expressing who we are by doing things like this show and, you know, talking out and connecting and, you know, putting a face to the community so people can have a greater understanding about us. Yeah, so for me, growing up, there wasn't a lot of um, trans visibility out there, unfortunately, and um, the only visibility that there was was on TV every now and then, and it was always shone in a negative light. So that was the only picture that I grew up with, and because of that, in my mind, it was going to be a hard life. It was something, you know, being trans was something that I wouldn't be accepted as, um, and it would, yeah, it wouldn't be a good thing. So... For me, Trans Day of Visibility means that, um, you know, we get to show ourselves not just surviving but thriving and 
for other people who may not be out yet, for other people who may not know, you know, why they're feeling the way that they're feeling, to actually see us and see that, you know, there's amazing trans and gender diverse people out there that exist and that it is a wonderful thing to be trans and it is very exciting and we are an amazing community and the more visibility that we can get, the more that people see that we are here, um, the more that people can feel good about themselves and feel safe in themselves um, and know that there's nothing wrong with them, that they're just lovable the way that they are. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Bowie and Zay, for joining us on this Trans Day of Visibility. It has been so great to have you both on the show. Thank you so much. And thanks for having us. You're getting well, well, well with the team from Thorn Harbour Health. Jack and Jacinta still with you. Jack and Jack, Jack you almost said. That should be our new brand. How many people in our office are called Jack? It's Mm, getting a bit out of hand. There's quite a few. Jake, Jack, Mm, another Jack. I remember when I first started, I kept getting called Jake. And I'm like, it's really, really chill. Jake was never (laughs) in office to to pipe up. So maybe he wasn't chill about it. Um, Look, that that is the show for this week uh, during Joy's Radiothon 2022. Uh, Indeed, if you have been listening through this last hour, uh, one of our fantastic Joy volunteers uh, who is here in the studio at the moment. Uh, We are not. A little peek behind the curtain. Well, well, well is pre-recorded. So they will be pulling it out of the hat uh, at... It'll be something along the lines of 9.55 about now. Um, So you will likely be receiving... uh, those details around um, winning that key. Uh, All winners will be invited uh, with a plus one to the rooftop sausage sizzle finale party uh, Friday 8th of April from 7pm. Anyone who can't be there on on the night, um, that key will be allocated to an official who will attempt to open the vault on their behalf. And again, there is $30,000 worth of prizes in the vault. Um, So look, if you haven't already, um, I think that it, it really just speaks for itself you know support rainbow communities um go into the drawer for some fantastic prizes and uh keep uh all that good stuff coming um indeed it is still trans day of visibility and um thorn harbor provides quite a a number of uh resources and workshops and the like um for our trans and gender diverse communities just center i guess what are some that people might uh, want to be curious about we do we have monthly peer workshops which are trans specific so we have novice pace and rise and you can find out information about that under the peer workshops page on the thorn harbor website there's also a group called admin which is a therapeutic ther- therapeutic therapeutic there it is <laughs> Admin is a peer support group for transgender, non-binary and gender diverse people looking to better manage their alcohol and drug use. So they are a fantastic group to get involved in. Of course, all of our workshops are free. You might also want to check out the training team that we have, our TGD health and capacity Mm. training team. And they work with health professionals to increase knowledge about trans awareness and make sure that health professionals are skilled up in providing the best care possible. You can find out more about Trans Day of Visibility and Trans Visibility Week at tdov.org.au. Of course, that is under Transgender Victoria, yes. our lovely trans organisation here. Who Absolutely. Are also in the Victorian Pride Centre building. They are, true, yes. Um, and as always, you can listen back to this episode and uh, many of our episodes uh at joy.org.au slash well, 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 if you're curious uh, to find links to uh, indeed um, 
non-gendered fitness or OzPath. Uh, you can find all of those details on the podcast pages there. Again, joy.org.au slash well, 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 or on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, but I think that's about it for us yep. uh, in the studio tonight. Uh, Jacinta, thank you so much for joining me this week. Thank you, Jack. And until next week, stay healthy, stay safe, and celebrate trans joy. Thanks for listening to Well, 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 your show for LGBTIQ health and well-being, presented by Joy sponsor, Thorn Harbour Health. For more on these topics and much more, check out Thorn Harbour on social media at Thorn Harbour or via the website, thornharbour.org. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.